same our birthdays are a day apart this past week yes (laughs) all right ryan uh i like to ask every guest uh the bottom line of their journey so far so what would you say yours is to be healthier man um you know i think that would be anybody's goal when they're trying to you know lose weight you know on their weight loss journey uh to be healthier to live longer um to have a better life because you know quality of life that you know whatever, if you're 300 pounds, 400 pounds, 500 pounds, quality of life is, and you yeah. know, you just want to be better. So awesome. Uh, yeah. It's, it's very true. As, as we both know, being, you know, I was almost, I was over six. You were like close to five. Right. So I was, I know I was, I was over five. five. My heaviest was five seventy five. That's right. I, I was thinking of later in your journey. All right. But we'll get there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I like to start in the background because everybody like has a story of when they're growing up because that's where we develop all our habits right like whether it's food whether it's like nasty stuff like chewing nails like i do sometimes or uh or whatever hopefully not picking your nose uh but so as growing up were you like heavy as long as you can remember were you like you know skinny and then you got heavier later what was your story it, like there it's weird man um if you look at pictures if i show you pictures of me at like two to three years old yeah, I was a little chubby. At three, four years old, I was like slim. Like, I guess I was like slimming out. It was really, really strange. Mm-hmm. And then once I hit like five, the weight starts piling on. And as I got older, it just started to get worse. So okay. um, I don't have any memories of me like being a glutton or like overeating a lot. I think it was the things that I was eating at such a young age. Um, but yeah, I don't have any memory of me like eating so much of like let's just say my my favorite cookie in the world is oreos right Mm -hmm. i don't have like a certain memory of me just like as a kid like grabbing like six to seven oreos and like running away because that's bad i mean that's really really bad for a kid but like i don't remember having like i don't remember doing that you know i I might have but i I don't remember it Mm -hmm. um but yeah if you if i showed you like throughout the years like pictures of certain stages and certain ages you'd be like oh wow it's it's weird how like in the three and four age, like you're fine. And then the five, six, seven, eight, and it gets worse. It's just really strange. Yeah. I, I had a, I, I, I never really knew it when I was a kid. Like I, I kind of averaged for a while. And then like when I was around like eight or nine is when I first noticed. Cause uh, I've told the story before, but went to the Philadelphia zoo with some, with like a friend's family, like a fan, my one buddy's family. And like, they had a picture of all like me and my brother and him and his brother on like this like rhinoceros thing statue in the mm-hmm. Philadelphia Zoo. Mm-hmm. And um and like I just saw myself sitting there. And you know, when you sit down, you look worse. And like yes. I did not dress, I was not a good dresser then. And <laughs> so I had like my shirt tucked in and I was wearing like a white shirt, right? And yeah, I just looked huge. And I that's like was my first realization. I was like eight. It was like my first realization. Of course, it took me may- way longer than that to fit to finally start to change it. But yes. So, so as, as you get older, you're like progressing in your weight and all that. And when was it that you like first like decided you needed to make like a change? Cause you're you, like, you said, like we kind of mentioned early, like you said, you got up to like 575. Like when was that? Uh, so 575, I was, <laughs> I'll never forget when, where I was, I was at a Weight Watchers meeting. Um, I was with my ex-wife and my mom, um, and I agreed to go to Weight Watchers. I didn't want to. I didn't want to. I will state mm-hmm. that. 
Um, and, you know, the time comes in when you're at Weight Watchers, you have to weigh in right at the beginning of the meeting. And when I stepped on the scale, you know, because it's all like private, the woman, you know, she goes, OK, like nothing of it. Meanwhile, you don't know in, in her head. She's like, wow, this guy's huge. Like, <laughs> You don't know. You, you don't know. You know, yeah. and uh, she gave me the card. I don't know if they're how they do it now, but because I know it's, I'm sure it's probably all digital, but they gave me like this booklet and it had like a card and it was a stamp on it. And right next to the stamp was my weight. And it said 574, like 0.8 or something. Mm-hmm. And at that point I was like, holy shit, like I got to do something like that's bad. Like that's really, really bad. Meanwhile, as I'm saying that to myself, there's a bagel place next door. And I'm like, yeah, that's bad. I wonder if I can get like a bacon, egg and cheese. Like, and, and that's the mindset was just terrible. Right. Yeah. So I'm sitting down and once I sit down, I was like a little upset. And my mom's like, how'd you do? And I'm looking at him like, I'm taking up three seats. What do you mean? How'd I do Like, like, seriously, you're asking me this? Like, yeah. And I was always so just so sarcastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember sitting there and just upset because I look around and I'm, I'm the biggest person in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like none of these people are going to go ever go through what I go through. And it started to really like hit me. Like there's something wrong here. Didn't know what it was. Didn't really at that point though care to know why or what it was that was making me get to such a weight where it's really, really bad to the point where like I'm living on borrowed time. Yeah. You know, it's at that point. So um, I went home that day with my ex-wife and she said to me, you know, I'm worried because your, your weight is really, really high, Ryan. And I'm like, yeah, I was like, yeah. And, and I didn't really want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you know, maybe you should think about the things as to why you, you eat the way you eat and you do what you do. And she was right because I sat there for a little bit and I was like, there's a lot of reasons why. You know, um, and I never really thought that I was using fo- uh, food as a, like a coping mechanism, mm-hmm. but that's when I realized that I was. So, yeah, yeah, I feel like so many of us do that, and you don't even realize. Like, you, people always say, "Well, you're you're like an emotional eater," and but like you don't really know what that means, right? Like, I still am, but yeah, yeah, yeah but and and like it takes a while, like re- like true realization to see it. Like even like the other day, I was stressed at work, and I just like went and grabbed like a Reese's cup because I was like like it's just an old habit and and then I, I went to it and i felt better for a minute and then after it i was like i was like god damn it like i yeah. i didn't need that right yeah it, it <laughs> happens I, it's funny i uh i had you know i know this is gonna air in october but i had an argument with my mom last night in the middle of a restaurant um and <laughs> as best, as me the and, best arguments yeah and, and it was the worst because it got really loud and Allie like got embarrassed and she wanted to like she walked out and it was just really really bad right Mm-hmm. And as me and Ali are driving home, uh, I I said to Ali because Ali was driving. I'm like, pull into this, pull into the shopping center. And she looks at me and she goes, "Why you want ice cream, right?" I said, "Yup." And she goes, "Why? Because you need to emotionally eat, right?" I went, "Yup." Because that's yeah. that's my drug. And and I was honest about it. I could have said, "No, no, not at all." I have to go in and get toilet paper. Meanwhile, we have like a shit ton of toilet paper at home. Like, could have lied. I didn't. I was like, yeah, yeah, I just want ice cream. And then she said, you know, I have Ben and Jerry's at home. <laughs> you don't need to go into the store. I have some. And I'm like, all right, good enough. That's that's my high. And that's where I still have an issue. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, it, it's, it's amazing, though, how you realize that now. But if this was 
10 to 15 years ago, I never would have blinked an eye as to thought about why I was eating a pint of Ben and Jerry's. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Right. And it tasted good. Um, oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Chunky monkeys. Amazing. Yeah. My, my, the one I found recently was half baked that I like because we, uh, I never had it ever because I was, I, I was always iffy about brownie and ice cream. Like, oh, it's than, so good. And uh, we got so because we we're pregnant, we got it when we were halfway. And okay. I tried some and I was like, oh my God, that's so good. <laughs> Yeah. And I even saw now in the store, they make a cookie dough version. Yep. So you can buy like the brownie and the cookie dough. And I'm like, that's dangerous also. Um, Cause mm-hmm. I, I'm a, like a cookie dough fiend. Like anytime, like uh, anytime I can get some that tastes good, tastes close to actual cookie dough. Cause so mm-hmm. often they don't. Um, but yeah. So, so like you were saying, that, <clears throat> excuse me. So you got up to like that Weight Watchers meeting. You're at that five, almost 575. What did you do next after that? Um, we came up with a plan, my ex-wife and I, to really try to lose weight with this and to mm-hmm. make it work. Cause she was like, you know, right. We're spending the money that we really don't have to do this. Right. Cause me and her, were trying to save at that point. Um, she was like, you know, if we're going to invest in this, you really got to try to make it work. And she's like for, for herself too, because she was heavy as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, I said, okay. So I said, you know what? It's not going to hurt to try to give it my all. Right. Okay, sure. The first week, down 12 pounds. And I was like, wow. Like, in my head, I'm like, if I could keep this going, this would be great. So I started to yeah. go for walks and, you know, on my off time, you know, just try to be more active. Mm-hmm. Like the third week hit, I was down to like another six pounds. It started to go down because as you know, you start losing the water weight, it stops, right? Yeah. Um, but then like the month hit and like the fourth week that I was there, I had like another like 18 pound drop out of nowhere. And wow. I was like, Oh, like this is insane. Right. So fast forward from that day to like three months in, I was down almost 90 pounds. Amazing. It, yeah. yeah. Like really, really quick. And I think it's because I changed so many habits. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't drinking milk. I wasn't drinking juice. I wasn't drinking soda. I was drinking like water and I was limiting my crystal light because of the, uh, the aspartame in it. Mm-hmm. So um, I was just making sure of what I was putting into my body. And I also became like really obsessed with like looking up people that were on Facebook and Instagram and just like changing their bodies. I became like really obsessed with Chris Powell. You know who Chris Powell yeah, is? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, I know his whole story with that David Smith. Yeah. He like helped like yeah. lose a ton of weight. Mm-hmm. And- he was like the 600 pound virgin. I think they called yeah, him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I became really obsessed with him and like, I actually reached out to him. I didn't get a response, mm-hmm. um, but I just like followed him and like watched his things and like saw like he was on gym bleachers and like jumping over one and going into the other. And, I wasn't doing that because I'm afraid of heights. And I know from my fat ass, if I jump up and I miss a thing, I'm going to hurt myself bad. So I wasn't doing that, but I was making sure I was like, I went to like the nearest track and I was running up the bleachers and coming down. I was doing all that stuff. Um, and the weight was just melting off. I went from 575 to like 483 in a matter of like seven months. Wow. And, uh, you know, I felt better. I looked a lot better. I was still big. Don't get me wrong. I was still very, very heavy, but 
I, I had a new uh, built confidence to want to continue to be able to do this, right? And then, you know, unfortunately, the marriage starts to go south and things and my family started to pass away. Mm -hmm. A lot of people in my family started to pass away. And I started to hike back up and I just didn't care anymore. Um, and that's where it all started to go south, man. It just yeah. started to go really, really sour. Yeah. And that's unfortunate. I mean, so many of us have like similar things that happen, like, cause you just get, you uh, get kind of in this state where it's not all sunshine and rainbows and without a doubt. And, 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 and then, you know, life hits you and then you hopefully can get back and, uh, you know, like in God, I can't believe I'm going to use it. Rocky Balboa, when he says, you know, you, you, you got to get hit and keep moving forward and keep getting you know, up. It's funny when you ask me those at the end of this, you'll 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 laugh. But okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But 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 truly, like um, you know, it's it's a good message because like so many of us, like you, you a lot of times in the past, we've packed it in and we just go back to how we were. Um, it's a certain point because it's, it's a lot easier than having to face yourself and face it's your comfort what's going spot. on. Yeah. It's a comfort zone for <laughs> sure. But the truth of the matter is, and you know, for anybody that's listening, um, you do your best when you're not comfortable. Oh yeah. You know, oh, yeah. um, and that, and that's the truth. I mean, and, and I, and I, for one, even saying that I feel like a hypocrite and that's just me being honest because, um, I, I'm very, very comfortable with being comfortable, you know? Um, and that's, that's what I like. And I don't want to not be comfortable. So, um, Allie gets mad at me for it. Cause she's like, you know, you never want to try anything new because you're so comfortable into just chilling at home and just doing what you want to do. And I'm like, yeah, you know, like I won't even, I won't even give it a chance. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm just comfortable being comfortable. Yeah, I, I think I think we all have that certain level of com comfortability. Yeah, um, I, I think it goes. You know, it's also like it just depends on how much you want to get out there. Like I, I remember I was Allie and I were talking when she was on the podcast, which may or may not have been recorded an hour ago. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, <clears throat> we had talked about you know uh, when we all were first in the Accountable Life group, mm -hmm. and. I, when I first got in it, I was like, I was like, I, I wasn't even sure I wanted to do it. Like I'm more, I'm, I have a somewhat introverted nature. I was real, super shy as a kid. And I was like, I was like, do I, and I, I wasn't really like out on um, Instagram as much. Like I was on it, but I wasn't like always like posting stuff and always doing stories and stuff. And then, and then like, as I, as I got gained more comfortability with talking about my own story it made it so much easier, like just to like give people advice and to give like to give um to like give my perspective, and mm -hmm. and then like it's it's funny how how quickly you can become com become comfortable with something that was so uncomfortable at first for you, you know. Yeah, it's not easy to open up to people in a community, especially when, you know. I, I mean, I don't know if you were, but like, and I, and I really wasn't, but a lot of people were uh, judged based off of how they are and how severe something they're going through or severe their, their habits are. Mm -hmm. um, you know, everybody has a lot of different things that they go through. Um, for me, I found with the community that there is no judgment, which is nice. Um, 
I heard Allie talking to you before and she said that, um, you know, it's kind of like the gay community where they're very accepting mm -hmm. um, because that's what they, they want. They want to be accepted. Right. And I think that's what anybody, um, especially being overweight, always being for me, but always being the fat kid, always being the big guy, mm -hmm. you want to be accepted. You just want to be normal, you know? But then again, if you have to ask yourself at the end of the day, what is normal? <laughs> yeah. A everybody's well, perspective and normal is different too. So, because you're always, yeah. everybody's so self-critical too. Yeah. Um, all right. So kind of getting back to your story. Um, so, so, so you had, you had the, you had the weight, the fantastic weight loss. Like, you know, you said like over mm -hmm. about a hundred, hundred pounds or so, uh, mm -hmm. within those seven months. And then you had some bad stuff happen. Yes. Then what happened next after that? So I had lost one of my aunts and, you know, my, my weight was hiking back up and I hit like 492, I think. Mm -hmm. And, um, I noticed that my weight was creeping back up and my mom, had, you know, we and her were talking and she was like, Ryan, you lost all this weight. I don't want you to like go backwards. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. As I'm sitting there, like throwing like chips ahoy in my mouth. Right. Um, then I sat down one day and I was sitting down watching TV and I saw an ad for weight loss surgery. Mm -hmm. And this was like, I want to say like 2013. Uh, I saw an ad for weight loss surgery on TV. Um, and I always thought about it. I've had friends that I went to high school with that were heavy like me. They had it done and they looked amazing. Mm -hmm. Right. And I was like, hmm, only if I could do something like that, if I can have my insurance pay for it, et cetera, whatever, because I couldn't afford it because I know that that surgery is expensive. And then I told my, my ex-wife about it. And she was like, that's the easy way out. Why would you want to do something like that? And I hate when people say that yes, because do they don't know what it entails and it, and it sucks. It, it's really like, so, you know, after her doing some research about it, she's like, you know what? I'm thinking of doing it myself. I'm like, oh, really? I'm like that that's amazing right yeah um and she ended up doing it first you know she got approval and everything she ended up doing it first and I saw what she had gone through to do it and she had to do you know a two-week liquid diet and all this stuff and her crying because she was an emotional eater too and then the stuff that she went through through the surgery uh, all the steps that she had to take. And I was thinking to myself as she was doing this, like, right, you really want to go through all this? Mm -hmm. But, and, and of course, when it was my time to do this, um, I had to go through all the proper steps and make sure that I was right in the head to do this, which now that, and, and I'm going to be honest and open here, when you go for weight loss surgery, you have to see a psychiatrist to make sure that you're not wasting not only their time, but your time as well, because, they're cutting you open to, to, for you to lose yeah. weight. Right. Um, and then I'll, you know, I pretty much BS my way out of that whole conversation with the psychiatrist because I just wanted it. I wanted to lose weight. I wanted it so bad. Not that I was crazy. They also want to make sure that you're not crazy and you're just like laying on the table to get cut open because you like it like some <laughs> sicko, you know, um, which is true. And they actually tell you that, at least for me, they did. They were like, yeah. we want to make sure that you're not like, into like self-inflicting wounds. And I'm like, no, like what? But whatever, teach their own. Um, but yeah, because oh, yeah, 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 I, I guess when you, if, if like after the surgery, then after a surgery, you could easily reopen it. 
Well, sure. Yeah. And, and it actually happened to my ex-wife. Yeah. Um, the, the second day, um, which they told, you know, they tell you that you have to relax and stay home. Uh, she wanted to like walk around and she, when she got into the car, she like oh, sat down and it ripped up, it ripped open one of the staples that were like in her stomach. And then she had to go to the hospital and had like literally put her out again, like not do surgery, but they had to put her out again put and the then like, put the staples and not even outside, but inside as well, because it, it popped because they had to have staples on the inside and on the outside oh, and it wow. popped and she started to bleed. So um, yeah, you definitely got to be careful with that. Um, so after going through all the steps and, and doing everything and BSing the psychiatrist, you know, I got approved for everything. I go to the doctor, get to see the doctor one final time. And he goes, okay, Ryan, so you're 491 pounds. Unfortunately, I have some bad news. So I'm like, what's the bad news? He goes, the bad news is I can't operate you on you at this weight. I'm like, okay. So in my head, I'm like, what do I have to lose? Like 10 pounds. He's like, I need you to get down. And he gave me a specific weight. I need you to get down to 448 pounds. <laughs> That's oddly specific. So oddly specific, right? And I was like, and I said, he, I, I don't know why the number, I, I, I just, I'll never forget it. Because like, like 440 would make sense. 450 would make right? sense, right? Right. 448. Yeah, 448. And it was an even number. So I'm like, wait, like, so I said to him, why 448? And he goes, because that's what this, that's what the, the um, something would allow me to operate you on, I guess the table or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, it'll accommodate the weight. And I'm like, yeah. okay. He's like, but that's like, that's like the maximum that you can weigh. He's like, otherwise we can't do this. If you do not get under 448, I cannot operate on you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, great. In my head, I'm like, wow, 448 from 492. Like <laughs> if I, and I, in my head, I'm like, if I could do this, then what do I need you for? Like at that point. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but I, I, I did it um, over like the, it took me, it took me four months to do, um, but I did it. I made sure that I went for my walks. I made sure that I was, eating like nothing but like not even marinated grilled chicken just mm-hmm. plain grilled chicken um i had to stay away from carbs he gave me like a whole sheet no potatoes like no starches um no fruit and yeah. i i did it no juice no soda no you know water not even crystallite because of the aspartame the aspartame can make you bloat so yeah. he didn't want that either um i was like okay so i, I did it and then the two weeks came right before and I had to do the liquid diet. And mm-hmm. the reason for the liquid diet is because they, everybody has a fatty liver. They want to make sure that you get under the liver and they have no problems and there's no complications because if you have a fatty liver and they have to lift it to get up to underneath it and it cracks or breaks or whatever, you can die. So um, I ended up doing it and I will not be embarrassed to say that during the two week liquid period, um, I had several breakdowns. Uh, one being that by the time I was going through this, my ex-wife was fine. She was already all healed. She was in like her fourth month of doing this. She was back to solid food. Mm -hmm. Um, and she had, um, well, not her actually was my ex-mother-in-law. She was making grilled cheese and I smelled the grilled cheese and I started to cry because I couldn't have food. I was drinking bone broth and it was absolutely disgusting. Yeah. Like, no salt in it, no pepper, no, it was just straight broth and it was gross. Oof. And yeah. I was just really, really upset. And I had a breakdown. Um, 
And I was like flipping out saying, I can't do this. I'm going to go to the nearest Chinese restaurant and just order myself whatever I wanted. And I didn't, you know, my ex-wife like talked me through it. And then I got to the day of the surgery. And when I got on that scale, I weighed 448 on the, I'm not even exaggerating, <laughs> 448 on the dot. Wow. Like, I, I don't That's know amazing. how I, I don't know how I did it. I, and, and it's funny because <clears throat> I swear, I wish I had my chart to like show you. I'm not BSing when I say this. It was like by the grace of God that I don't know how I did this because I will again openly admit that two days before I had surgery, I had two slices of pizza. Wow. Yeah. Like Jeez. the balls on me, right? Like, wow. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, like, the brave, brave. Um, after I had the surgery, I remember like waking up and I told my mom, like I had two slices of pizza and she wanted to beat me in the bed, like beat me in the bed. And I, you know, that's me just, you know, pushing the threshold there, which is not good at all. But, um, yeah. it was a, a really, um, when I take a look back at it, uh, it was a really painful time to go through that, man, because it messes with your mind. And a lot of people think like, weight loss surgery is easy. It's not weight loss. Surgery was the hardest thing I've ever done. Um, and I laid up on a table to get cut open. That was, let's see, that was 2014. So 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 20, 20 seven years ago. I had to do that on my hands cause I'm not a mathematician. Um, seven years ago and I'm still, I'm still 360 pounds. Yeah. So, um, it sucks because the weight loss surgery was successful for a while, but I still believe in my heart that I didn't have the right one. I had the gastric sleeve done. Mm -hmm. um, and and we, every doctor I go to, when I talk to them about this, they were like, at that weight, even at 448 pounds, why didn't you have the gastric bypass done? And I'm like, well, the sleeve was recommended to me. My ex-wife had the sleeve and the doctor said that he thought that it would be, it would be fine. And they were like, yeah, no, your BMI, that being high and you being that way, you should have had the bypass, especially with your habits. And I'm like, well, shoulda, coulda, woulda, right? Or, you know, vice versa. And like, just not do anything at all. You know, they were like, no, you could have a revision. I'm like, oh, I could do a revision. And when um, the time came that I went through all those steps, the surgeon decided that he didn't want to do it because he thought that I was not ready and I abused it the first time. So. Oh man. Yeah. Eesh. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and when I actually, uh, after I got divorced and I met with Ali, um, I was trying to do a revision because I had no insurance and I was going to see, you know, if they would actually consider it again and, Literally right now, because after, I don't know if you know this, but after, if you want to have a revision and it's been so long, like a few years past, even though it's the same thing, mm -hmm. you have to go through all the steps again. Uh, uh, you know, you have to, you have to, you have to go through sitting down in a meeting at first to learn about all this again. You have to take the steps. Uh, yeah. Again, to do this. God. So it's going through it a second time and it sucks. There's no, there's no meeting for like, oh, you've had surgery done before. So, all right, here's what we're going to do. 
This is for newcomers who want the surgery, who want to learn about it. And then there's a room for like the people who already had it, but want to do a revision because they're stuck. Nothing like that. You have to go through it again. Man. All the same visits as well. You have to go through a physical, you have to go through a psychiatric evaluation. You have to go through everything in order to get a revision done. Yeah. Man. So is it worth it? (laughs) I I, I can kind of see the, the physical and the, um, psychiatric because you know in, in all, so many years your your mental uh, state mm-hmm. could change right but, sure. but like but like have to have to do like all the intro meeting like 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 all that stuff just seems a bit yeah monotonous. I, I, yeah i know how it works mm-hmm. um and then you got to sit through all the meeting again of ev- listening to everybody's worst mm-hmm. habits and that was another thing that messed with me the first time was sitting through a meeting where everybody was like it was kind of like aa I don't mm-hmm. know if you've ever been to like an Overeaters Anonymous meeting. I have not. Um, yeah, I, I have. And that was not fun because um, I, w- I felt like I was sitting there with the Golden Girls. I was the only guy and the only young guy in the room. And then I had like Blanche Devereaux and like Dorothy and like sitting around me. And then it, it was just a mess. But I mean, um, I, mean, I, mean I love the Golden Girls, but. Me too. It's a great show. Yeah. yeah, yeah um, it's a great um, show. I, I, not, not, not many guys would say that. Uh, no, it's a great show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I have the entire uh, DVD set, but. Okay. Um, yeah, they don't, probably don't get the jokes. That's what it is. It's funny. It's a funny it, show. It, oh, yeah, oh yeah, no people that don't like it don't get the jokes, or they they don't even think about it because they're like, "This is a bunch of old ladies. How funny could it be?" No, it's funny. But, but I'm like, it's, it's the same funny. people that wrote Frasier. If you like Frasier, or if you yeah. like that kind of humor. Um, but yeah, so and and I've heard that multiple times from people either like about Weight Watchers meetings or other like diet club meetings is mm-hmm. they wind up being in a room with a lot of older women mostly. Mm-hmm. And, and they, they just feel like like kind of outside of their element in that way, right? Because well, like, you don't feel like you're like represented really because like you're the only person. Well, yeah. And, it, and but you also get to like listen to other people's habits. Like they go around at one point and they say like, you know, what is let me, like the doctor will go around and say, let me let me ask you and be open about it. What's the one thing you do that you know is bad? And mm-hmm. I, I know for me, I'm a nighttime eater. I'm a night feeder. So mm-hmm. I will eat a lot of stuff at night. Like if it was up to me, I would stay up every night until two in the morning, sit in front of the TV, play a game or watch a movie, have some Oreos and milk, maybe have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or a bowl of cereal and just Mm -hmm. hang out. Right. And just chill. But when you're sitting there and you're listening to other people's like things, like they're going through and what they do, you're like, Holy shit. Like, wow. Like I had one, there was one guy who was a construction worker but like 400 pounds. He reminded me of Vito from The Sopranos. But (laughs) legit, like, bro, like in the meeting, like he had like the orange and yellow vest on and he had like, he had his dirty jeans, his belly was hanging out of his shirt Mm -hmm. and he had it with him. He had like, you ever see like one of those like Spanish, like tang, like gallons of juice at a gas station that they sell? He had it with him because he was drinking it. And he said he goes through three of them a day three wow three a day i was like in my head i'm like yeah no that's bad then i had there was another guy who said that he only eats breakfast and doesn't eat anything else for the day he was like 500 pounds and the doctor says well how much how much breakfast are you eating can you describe your breakfast he's like yeah i have about eight eggs i have about almost two pounds of bacon he's like and it gets me through the day and i'm just like bro, am I in the twilight zone here? Like, I don't do this. Like, what is going on? And it's almost equivalent to what you see on my 600 pound life. Yeah. yeah. He, he was doing my uh, OMAD, but 
<laughs> not right. Well, I, I, well, the one meal a day, yeah. yeah. But I, but it's yeah. almost equivalent to what you see on my six hundred pound life. Mm-hmm. Like with these people eating, like when they order like pizza, they order like two pies for themselves and like oh, yeah. uh, two dozen knots, and they they kill it all within like twenty five minutes. Like how? How? Yeah. I was never like that. Yeah, 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 every, every time my wife and I watch, because we watched that whole series last year mm-hmm. during the pandemic, because yeah. yeah. I was like, I was like, you know, I never seen it. And maybe I should like, because I'm like, I used to be 600 pounds. So I have my own version of this. Right. Sure. And, and, uh, and we watched it and I, every time they, they'd bring in the food. I'm just like, yeah, and, and, and those I, of you I'm listening, all... I, I had my mouth open because I was just shocked. Yeah. Because it's a lot. And it's, it, especially if you don't, if you don't have those habits, to see something else that's more severe and you know, yours is severe, right? You know what you mm-hmm. do and you know, it's bad for sure but to see somebody else. And is that passing judgment? Maybe. Sure. But at the same time, you, you just, you're mostly in shock because you can't believe like, Holy shit. Like I'm bad. But what you're doing, like what, this is insane. And I'm terrible when I watch my section Japan life, cause I'm sitting there, I'm eating ice cream as I'm watching it. <laughs> and like, there's some things where I'm just like, holy God, like what is going like there was an episode where the guy was like, I think he was from Texas. He, he was like a cowboy. He was sitting on the couch and there were two women that were sitting on these and he went to go stand up and he fell and I was hysterical. Like legit, like I turned purple. I was hysterical. Because like as he fell, as he fell, his pants fell down and I was like, Oh my god, like this is like come on, man. Like the, the, the one that got me was the guy that goes, Ow, my leg. Ow, my leg, yeah. Yeah. Or I do it to uh, Allie all the time. We're driving. I, I look at her and I go, I'll make this work. I promise. And she gets hysterical. And it, it, and it's just like, it's just, it's really bad. And I, I'm probably, yeah. um, I, I, yeah. we're probably both going to hell. So sorry. Yeah. I'm definitely yeah. going to hell at that point. It is what it is. Uh, um, yeah. But yeah, no, I, I do sympathize with a lot of people because as I was sitting in that meeting and I'm listening to a lot of this, um, I was just like, wow, I'm, I think I'm bad, but like, there's so many other people that ha- that are going through either the same thing or worse. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know, I don't have the right to judge because what I do is no better than is no worse than what they're doing. You know, it, it's nothing makes it better. You know, yeah. I'm okay. He drinks three gallons of that that Spanish, you know, juice or whatever he's drinking, and he loves it. I'm sitting in front of the TV at one in the morning eating a whole pack of double stuff Oreos. Where mm-hmm. do I get off pointing a finger? Yeah, yeah. It's not yeah. three gallons of juice. And to one person who doesn't think twice about it, who can burn it because the metabolism is through the roof, mm-hmm. yeah, yo, I can eat a whole pack of Oreos, no problem. And you're like, yeah, that's great. You do it, you look great. I do it, my ass jiggles for like three weeks. So it's it's like <laughs> Yeah. The uh, you know, I had an interesting thing <clears throat> the other week. I was at a diner meeting up with somebody from Instagram in person in Pennsylvania and um so we're sitting there and I was in a booth, which is new, still, it still feels new to me. It's been about a year that I, or nine mm-hmm. months I can go in a booth and, or that I've tried. And um, so I'm sitting there, I get to get some breakfast. And then I see this guy come in and he's like, not as big as I was, but close. Right. I see him come in and he's sitting at a table cause he can't fit in the booth. And mm-hmm. then <clears throat> like, I see them bring out like a ton, like a lot of food to his to for him and i'm just like and i i was like i kind of stared a little bit but it wasn't like judgment it was just like this like fascination that i'm like that used to be like how i was yeah and i i i pictured myself like i, I pictured myself in his in his shoes mm-hmm. as i've been there and i'm just like sure man and it's just like one of those realizations that you don't realize what you were doing even because you don't think about it like it was so much of it was just like it was just how life was right yeah um 
you know, to this day, and Ali and I had an argument about this two weeks ago. Um, I still sometimes can't fit in a booth. Mm-hmm. Again, everybody's uh, everybody's um, body type is different, right? You're, you know, you're tall. How tall are you? You're six, six two, th- almost a little bit under. Okay, yeah, I'm like five eleven, borderline mm-hmm. six foot. Okay, um, but I carry my weight in my shoulders and in my chest and in my belly. Mm-hmm. My legs, even though my legs are big, they're probably the tiniest thing on my body. Um, yeah, it's, it, I'm, my, I'm, sim- I'm similar. I think we talked about this before, but I have like short legs. I have like a long torso. Yep, you same. <clears throat> yeah, so same. My, 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 by the way my belly carries is it like, so it's from still from when I was 600. Like it hangs low on the one side because mm-hmm. I got surgery and had some excess lymphedema removed, but the right side, they didn't get all of it. They didn't cut it, it even. So I have mm-hmm. this excess that just hangs and like, that's probably, <clears throat> um, so like when I sit in a booth that goes underneath, so it doesn't yeah. affect me when I'm sitting. So I have a smaller right. like, chest area, but yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not, I'm actually right around my belly area. If I sit in the booth, sometimes like it, it's, it's a tight fit. Mm-hmm. So, um, and also chairs too, even at my weight, like I'm worried, like if we go to a restaurant, like if the chair has like the handles on the sides, like the arms, I'm nervous as shit. So we went to a place like two weeks ago. And um, when we went in, I noticed that there were some tables, but they were all taken. And then there were booths. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, I, and sometimes I don't think about it. Sometimes I do. Mm -hmm. And then the woman was like, Hey, listen, there's an hour wait. We have a tent outside. If you guys want to sit outside as well. I don't like eating outside for two reasons. One, I'm always worried about the chair. Number two, um, especially in the summertime, bugs flying around my food. I just get annoyed and I don't like <laughs> yeah. it. Mosquitoes. I don't want being bitten while I'm eating. I hate it. Yeah. So Allie wanted to, Allie loves sitting outside. She loves me being near the water, et cetera. Right. I right away, Allie's like, yeah, we'll, we'll sit outside. And I got annoyed. And I was like, you don't think about how I feel knowing that I'm a big guy in the chair, you know? And she's like, but I always sacrifice. And it was about sacrificing. And Allie's, you know, like five, one and a half and literally, literally more than half my size. You know what I mean? So it's like, I'm so much bigger than she is mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> to the point where she doesn't have those issues. Even at her heaviest, she didn't have those, those issues, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I don't expect her to feel bad for me because it's, it's up to me to, to do something about it. Right. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I just, I wanted her to understand a little bit more, but also Allie gets angry. So when Allie gets angry, there's no talking to her with that. So, I mean, we, um, we all, we all get there, right? No, we definitely, Oh, I'm the worst when it comes to that. Um, but long story short, I sat down into the chair. I said, you know what? Screw it. We're here. If they can get us in in 20 minutes and we can sit outside, that's fine. We sat down and I was fine in the chair. Mm-hmm. I was fine. The food sucked. <clears throat> And it was super expensive. Yeah. And we, we both left hungry. That's how bad it was. Oh, that's the worst. Um, yeah, it was the worst. Um, and, you know, at the end, like, I, I apologized to her in the car. And she, you know, she was like, yeah, she's like, um, I, you know, I should be, you know, I, I understand whatever. Right. But those things still haunt me. Of, <laughs> Am I going to fit in a chair? Am I going to fit in a booth? Mm-hmm. You know, is this going to be comfortable for me? Um, you know, and I just... Nine times out of 10, when I walk into a restaurant, I'm like, hey, can I have a table for two? Oh, yeah, sure. Okay. And make sure it's a table. I don't yeah. want a booth. Okay, no booth, no problem. 
another thing that pisses me off um, is a thin person who doesn't think and it's a dude it's annoying to me because they don't understand and not for nothing again if i maybe it's just me maybe because i don't i don't think about these things but if you're 62 almost and let's say you're i don't know of a, a person's over 400 pounds i take one look at them and i'm going to go okay i'm going to sit them in booth a over there knowing and when we get to the booth the guys like yeah, no, like, I'd rather have a tape. Like, why go through that? And people don't think. And then mm-hmm. you, they see you trying to, like, squeeze in. I wonder if, is it a joke to them that, that, that that's happening? Or they just really don't get it? So I, I think I think often they're just busy, too. And they're not they're not always thinking about it. I mean, especially I if it's a busy restaurant. Like, they're, they're, they're looking for what's the most, the soonest open table. And they might not yeah. think about it. So that's why when I, at my heaviest, up until last year i would go and whenever i do like open table <clears throat> to make reservations and stuff because mm-hmm. i just wanted to I, didn't, I hate waiting so i it, it was like my favorite thing <laughs> so i would always say i always put in the notes i put uh no booth table please every single time and yeah. and, and and that was just what i did and you know and i almost never had an issue i even got like my friends that i would go out hang out with down here like they would know to get a table and not a booth because mm-hmm. like, yeah. like a couple of times like they would get there before me or something and or whatever and and they get a booth and i'm like i can't do a booth like i can't like it's not even gonna work it's not even close to working yeah sure and and it, and it sucks because they it, at that point they all not that they have to suffer but they could fit in a booth and they're comfortable with it mm-hmm. you know i'm not you yeah. know um also there's been times where i would go into a restaurant and i would say hey can i have a table you know and not not even say no booth and they would give us just a regular table, right? No booth. And we would sit down and Allie would say, those booths look so comfortable. Like, and then I would look at them and I'd look at the opening of the booth from the table to the, you know, to the back of the chair. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that's not happening. And she's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, and she would sit there and you could see like, I, she's kind of depressed about it. Not depressed. Mm-hmm. That's just, she's just like, she's like, it sucks. You know, like yeah. it does suck. But again, that's up to me yeah. because you know, yeah, I, I, could, uh, I could be better with it. The uh, half table, half booths were my favorite because then you kind of got you kind of got the booth, and yes. you also had the table option. Yes, yeah, so I would tell her, "Yeah, you sit on the booth side again, and then I'll sit on the chair, and that way it looks normal to everybody. We're fine now." Yeah. <laughs> now I'm not the fat bastard that's in the room. I, I get it. That's cool. But, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's always it's always a uh, like it's the things people don't think about in in our journeys, like especially when we're like the supersized fat people because because we're not like even at like we're about we're near the same size now right like you're mm-hmm. 360s i'm 370s so mm-hmm. but you know we're we also lost a significant amount of weight from our heavy yes. over yes. 200 each right mm-hmm. and like being that size is like it's a life is different life is not easy yeah it, it's definitely different um like i said though it's weird some things i can do some things i cannot do um you know, booth, like I said, is still iffy. Plane, I still, I'm still not comfortable in one seat. I never, I don't think, I don't know if I lose like another 40 to 50 pounds, maybe I might be singing a different tune, mm-hmm. but I, I just don't want to sit in a plane seat. I definitely need, I still need an extender without a doubt. Yeah. Um, but I also don't want anybody touching me either. So like, I'd yeah. rather pay for the second seat and have like my backpack next to me or something so, 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 and somebody rubbing up against me so i like to give a little life hack to anyone that doesn't know i don't know if you know but southwest 
they have uh, they give you a second seat. You pay for it up front, and you get it refunded on the back end. Really? How? Yeah, it's their customer size policy because they want they want people that are big to have a second seat. They give it to you for free if they have the opening at the airport. But I don't I don't like to take that risk. So I pay yeah. for it up front. I call them after I get back from my round trip flight and tell them, yeah, I want to get my refund on my extra seat. And then, and then I give them like my confirmation number. They look it up and, then, and it's like five, a five minute process. And you get it within a, really? like three to four business days. You get your refund on your credit card. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I, I discovered that about 2017, 2016, somewhere in there. Yeah, because I, I don't even know how I found out about it, but I tried it and I was like, man, this like, and it works easy. Like you'd expect, oh, it's going to be a hassle, get your money back and all that. And it's super easy. And then you always have that extra seat between like, we don't have to go fly. We always have a third a seat between us for extra room, all that. Really? Yeah. You just can't sit in an exit row. That's the only, that's the only deal. You can't sit in the what? I'm sorry. Exit row. An you exit can't sit row. in the exit yeah, row. That's okay. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. I would never do that anyway. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, so you get the, uh, you get, if, if you, you can look it up and there's plenty of people that talk about it. Like other, other airlines have a customer size policy as well, but they don't give you the refund uh, unless yeah. like the plane, uh, um, usually if the plane's not full, they might like, if it's not totally full, then they will, but that's about the only other, other time. So yeah. So I, I, you just pay up front and then you get it back and it's kind of like you already paid for it. You already paid your bill. Right. So you're like, it's just money coming into my account. <laughs> I didn't have. At that point, yeah, that's when it's kinda, months later. I mean, that's nice. And the funny thing about that is we have to use Southwest to uh, to come back up here in August. So that's going to be nice. Thank you for that. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, I, I, I like to share that because it's like some people, you, you you learn these things and you're just like, what? How did I not know this? Like years yeah. because I, 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 mean, I was, I, I, Baltimore is a Southwest hub. So I flew Southwest mm-hmm. all the time. I never knew this. And I was like, God, I wish I knew this because I don't want to stressed all the time about flying. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it gets expensive too. I mean, for a round trip, I, I know when I buy two seats, for me, it's like 400 and change. Mm-hmm. And then for Allie, she's like, oh, it's only <laughs> for a round trip. It's like two and change. For, I'm like, oh, it must be nice. Like, but yeah. I get it because I'm using two seats. So I, mm-hmm. I get it. But I'm also more comfortable. I think, dude, if you look at if you look at the plane and you look around, you're like, even the smallest people, they're like uncomfortable because they're sitting and they have somebody brushed up right against them. It's like. Well, and if you, you um, going back to Golden Girls since we're there. Um, you know, if you watch that show and you see the scenes where they fly somewhere mm-hmm. and you see the airplane seats and there are two seats in the same space that yeah. we now have three Yep. because they wanted to maximize their space in planes, but they've, they've restricted the seats so much and Americans are getting so much wider. So it doesn't, doesn't compute. And like, it's just, they are uncomfortable as hell. Um, oh, without a doubt. And you know, I, I, I don't have the money to fly business class. So yeah, <laughs> I, no, neither do I, so but yeah, um, it is what it is. Yeah, I know. So what I wanted to do is because I know we've been talking about a lot of random stuff with our weight loss, with our we'll call them our five hundred plus lives, right? Five hundred mm-hmm. plus pound lives, um, or almost six hundred pound life. Uh, so I I know that in the last uh, year or so you've gone down obviously because you said you you're down at the three sixties. So mm-hmm. I, I, I know that you're working with a nutritionist and all that. Um, so, so how has that been like change, like trying to, when, when you went down that this time, like this last dip? Okay. So I'll start here. Uh, I did hear when Ali was talking to you, um, I heard she said that I was, I was pretty much the start of as to why she started doing that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I had gotten divorced. Life was a little upside down at, at that point. Um, 
but I wanted to make sure that if I was going to break away from my marriage and change everything around, I needed to do it the right way. Um, and I wanted to better myself. <clears throat> and when you're single and you only have to worry about yourself, you can do those things. You can focus on yourself, right? Well, um, I met Allie. And <laughs> not that she, that was a bad thing because Allie is my world and I love her to death. Mm -hmm. um, but um, when you meet somebody and you get happy, things start to take a little bit of a swerve. Um, and if you get a hold of it, then you'll be fine. But if you don't, and it just goes away, and then you both become, quote, happy together, tends to have a little bit of a, um, not a downfall, but could go to, into a downward spiral. So yeah. what happened was I was laying in bed one day and with her, and we were just hanging out. And I was going through Instagram and just scrolling through, and I found Noah's page at Transformational Truth. And... I saw one of his videos of one of his clients with transformation. And I was like, hmm. and the reason why I was doing this was because she wanted me to go to Florida and, you know, spend like a week at her dad's house with her. And I was like, yeah, at like 484 pounds. I don't know if that's going to be something that I want to really do mm -hmm. um, because after my marriage ended and everything, my weight hype backed up like really, really bad. Like it went up. Like I went from my lowest being like two, two seventies around there from the weight loss surgery. Mm -hmm. And over the years peaking back up and then going back up to 480 pounds. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, after I found Noah, I sent him a message and I'm thinking, all right, this guy's got hundreds of thousands of followers. He's not going to respond to me. I wrote him at like four in the morning, not realizing he was on the other side of the world. Uh, I wake up and I get a message from him saying, Hey, let's talk, let's do this. And you know what, et cetera. And then literally within two days, I signed up, gave me a plan. And I said, I'm going to do this. I'm going to work the plan. And I told Allie, Allie was like, Oh, well, I'll see how you do first. I'll, you know, I don't know about all this. Hiring mm -hmm. somebody from Instagram. And then I did it. And, um, and then like my first week I was down like almost 20 pounds. Wow. Lost a lot of weight, uh, in a short period of time, drinking a lot of water, uh, eating like chicken on like this weird flatbread thing that like would crunch up. I forget what the bread is called. Oh, lavash bread. Mm -hmm. Uh, eat, that was the first time I ate that. I hated it at first. No, if you ever see this, that's too bad. Cause I, I hate it then. I hate it now. <laughs> um, uh, I, don't think it's, I don't think it's too bad actually, but. Oh, it sure. sucks, dude. It is the worst. It's like, it's not even bread. To even have the name, the word bread next to lavash is... I think of it as no. a wrap more than a... A crunchy wrap, maybe, because he tells you to bake it. Like, yeah, no. Yeah. Um, so after doing that, though, him giving me, uh, giving me a meal plan, and then him telling me to start off small with the walks. Just walk 15 minutes a day. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'll, I'll do my best, right? Started doing it, and then more weight started to come off, and more weight started to come off. And fast forward to, like, now, I mean, I'm still down over 100 pounds with Noah. So, um, you know, he brought a lot of – it made me realize a lot when it comes to, like, overeating and having a purpose, right? 
as to, you know, what is the purpose of you doing these things? Um, it also helps that you have somebody else on the same page with you doing it with you. Um, mm -hmm. Because when you, you're in a relationship, um, if one person is doing it and another person's not, it tends to go like this. Yeah. And there's a lot of reasons, a lot of factors that come into play. Uh, one, one person's losing weight and looking good and you're not. So you get jealous of the other person and other people are going to notice them, right? Um, the other thing is, is that, you know, the other person just doesn't want to eat garbage anymore and you still do. And it's not really working out because now you're spending more money than that's not necessary. And there's food in the house. And so, and those all, by the way, that's, that's what we go through. And I'm not like, I don't think Ali would be mad, but like, it's true because Ali never really, very rarely wants to eat out. Mm -hmm. She'd rather make food at home. She'd rather do that. Me, I'm like, <clears throat> what's for the, what are you making for dinner? What are you eating over there? I'm making chicken, uh, chicken pieces with pesto. And I'm like, yeah, but a crunch wrap Supreme sounds so much better than that. Like, <laughs> you know, like yeah. or not even that, or like two slices of pizza or a chicken palm here. just sounds so much better than that. Um, sure yeah. it does. But I've also noticed that with doing all this, how it makes me feel afterwards too. Yeah. And I, I don't know if you notice it, but like, if you go from eating healthy to eating one of like Noah's meals or eating something that's just genuinely healthy, like a piece of grilled chicken with like broccoli on the side or asparagus. Right. But if you go eat like a burger from like Burger King or like a taco from Taco Bell, after you eat it, it makes you feel good while you're doing it. But right after I feel like garbage, man, like I really do. It's not the same feeling you get full, but it's a different full. And for anybody watching this or listening to this, you have to understand the difference when you're eating something that's nutritious for your body, your body does get full. You do feel satisfied, but in a certain way, when you're eating Chinese food or pizza or Taco Bell, after you eat that, and again, I could be wrong, but I would say like nine times out of 10, after you eat it, you want to take a nap. Yeah. Like I just, I just want to sit there and like slouch in a chair and then doze off for a little while because it's everything that's in it. Everything that's not nutritious for your body makes you feel what you're eating is it's it's when i say it's garbage it's it's garbage it's not nutritious in any single way and if you're going to go to those places and people are like oh well i go there and i get extra meat is it meat though <laughs> like is it like i i'm not saying that they're lying but i find it hard to believe that there's four grams or five grams of protein in a doritos los tacos like i i'm sorry i just for the amount of meat that they give, there's no way. Like, uh, oh no, no yeah, way. Yeah, I, 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 I don't like Taco Bell anymore. But, um, but yeah, yeah it, it, you're, you're very, you're very right. Um, I, I get that more. So usually, uh, uh, so pizza I usually do like I get the thin crust because it's less. I just feel like less lethargic after I eat it. Well, that's because there's not much. Well, that's nothing carb overload. Yeah, yeah. So, so I get the thing rest, and I, I also have it on planned days when I do a high carb meal and what we call a carb cycle. Mm -hmm. And then on, um, but Chinese food is when I notice it more than anything. Oh, without a doubt. And Ali says to me, "Oh, it's the MSG," and I'm like, "Madison Square Garden?" Like, <laughs> she's like, "No, there's MSG, there's chemicals," and I'm like, "Whatever." When I was a kid, um. And I don't know about now, I, you know, I look at the menu now and I'm like, I don't see it on there, 
when I was a kid, because there was a big thing with MSG back in like the 90s. Yeah. When I was a kid, I would order Chinese food. I would look at the menu and they all over the menu, no MSG, no MSG, no MSG. Mm-hmm. Now you don't see it on the Chinese menus. You ever notice that? I, I hadn't thought about there. it, but but yeah, you, you don't. Because you, it was a big thing. You're, you're right. In the 90s, it was a big thing. On, on, in any Asian food, mm-hmm. you'd go to a restaurant, you see like no MSG, like like they, they have like little placards on the table like next yep. to the soy sauce. Mm-hmm. And have it on the menu and yeah you don't you don't see it because i'm sure it's in there it's definitely in there now um yeah but yeah like chinese food i love chinese food love it um but it's probably the worst thing that you could probably eat yeah, yeah. It's... It, 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 it is tasty I, I i don't get it we used to get it like every week i actually it's something we usually ate while we were watching my 600 pound life but. Yeah, it's it, it becomes bad when you go to the local Chinese spot and you walk in and the guy's like, "Hi, Ryan, same thing." Yeah, bad. I know that's bad, <laughs> really, really bad. Yeah, and you got plenty of options being up in New York. Like, it can be a little tougher <laughs> yeah. down here, and because I don't live in DC, so it's like um, you know suburbs, and it's we have certain things available, and then like you eventually find the place that you like the best. Well, you're you're in where you're in Philly, right? Uh, Baltimore area. Oh, you're in, oh you're in Maryland. Yeah, yeah. I am from Pennsylvania, but I live in Maryland. Oh, I did not know that. My friend actually wants to move up to Maryland. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's moving there probably within the next two years. Yeah. From where? From Islip over here in New York. Okay, okay. I I, I just ask because like uh, people usually aren't are, New York's different. Um, people in other areas aren't used to the aren't going to be aren't always ready for the cost of living adjustment for maryland Why, is it more expensive it's very expensive to live in maryland because you got the really? dc you got dc baltimore metro area and it's just everything's more expensive gas isn't gas is cheaper but uh it's just you don't realize it at first and then it's just slowly like over time like everything is more expensive like you go and get like stuff at any fast food place it's slightly more expensive than it is in pennsylvania or virginia yeah, but I think him going from New York to Maryland. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's cheaper there, sure. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the one difference. Like if, if you were saying New York or like San Francisco or LA, I would say you'd be fine. But like I was, I was living in rural Pennsylvania when I moved here, and it was a big, it was a big adjustment. And some people just oh, don't don't like it, and they they wind up moving, they wind up leaving because there's a large tech sector here in uh, DC metro area. So you get a lot of influx. And so you're getting a lot of the people from like Silicon Valley where it's expensive to live, come here and makes it expensive to live. Uh, <laughs> so, so yeah. Um, so yeah, the, the wonders of Chinese food. Um, but y- y- you're absolutely right about how it makes you, I, I always say like lethargic kind of like after yes. I eat it. It, 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 it's similar to like Thanksgiving, right? Like after you like have that, that carb yeah. overload and it's similar because mm-hmm. people are like, like, well, I don't have like, I'm not having like a ton of bread and I only have a little bit of rice. I'm like, yeah, but all the sauce has like a shit ton of carbs in it. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of carbs in Chinese food, especially because you, well, for, I mean, depending on what you get, right. Mm-hmm. Me, I like, <clears throat> I like like sesame chicken or general yeah, sauce chicken. Yeah. yeah I, 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 I get, I get general sauce or um, bourbon chicken. They're my two go-tos. See, I don't know if my Chinese spot over here has bourbon chicken. It sounds good. Uh, bourbon chicken usually is in the mall when you go to yeah. like one of those like Chin, like Panda Express or China yeah. Express or whatever in the mall. Um, they have bourbon chicken there. Um, but I like boneless ribs. So now you have every boneless ribs that are fried and they put in the salamander, right? And then mm-hmm. that rich, heavy red sauce. Then you got General Tso's chicken, which is breaded and then fried. 
mm-hmm. and then on top of fried rice and yeah. they get the broccoli oh it comes with broccoli there's yeah, two, yeah, pieces, of broccoli yeah, two there. pieces of broccoli in there that's drenched inside the fattening soy sauce that's yeah. loaded with salt right so you ha- and then you have the egg roll and then you have the appetizer whatever you get which is like it could be fried dumplings or fried wontons or whatever mm-hmm. i mean listen it's all delicious however if you're gonna eat it i would eat it at like eight o'clock at night and not move at all afterwards because there's no point. Cause if you eat that during the day, you're not going to do anything worse that you want to sleep. Um, I haven't had since I decided that we were going to move to Florida. Um, I haven't had Chinese food. Um, actually I tried to get back on track. I know I I've been a little bit bad with posting on Instagram as far as like even accessing like my work on Ryan page. Um, because I'm always so active on my other pages, but um, the the whole thing with getting on track and and using you know my my Instagram page like my fitness page for motivation um, has become somewhat stale for me. Um, and I spoke about this to John. I spoke about this on the ALG call. I think it was like two weeks ago or something like that where the reason why I stopped was because, and I'm probably going to get a lot of um, flack about this, but I feel like all I see is positivity on in the weight loss community. Mm-hmm. I don't see any of the negatives. Nobody discusses what they're going through on a daily and, you know, on a daily basis in and out, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm not saying to share like your personal doc with somebody passed away and, you're grieving or, you know, but it, every day, like you said, going back to before, every day is not sunshine and rainbows. Yeah. Okay. Um, to quote Rocky Balboa, the world is a nasty and mean place. Okay. And that's true because everybody goes through something every single day. Every day can't be, I mean, you have good days, sure. But for every one of those good days, there's a bad day. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I don't give a shit who you are during that good day. Something definitely goes wrong at least once. It might not be severe, but it, you're like, Oh, this sucks. doesn't ruin your, your good day. Right. But there is something there. And I feel like in the weight loss community, nobody discusses those things. Mm-hmm. You see the fitness models, the women who I'm not going to say names, but the women who went from, 400 pounds 300 pounds to like 100 and change and all you see is them making shakes and then making recipes and them posing with their you know their their leggings on and all the stuff that they're they're showing off and you never ever see the sad parts of their life what they went through why they did what they did now it's all about who sponsors them mm-hmm. what they can do for themselves and where they got their outfits. To me, it's like, <laughs> I'm looking for motivation. You know, like I want to, and there are some accounts that if you find them and you follow them, um, there are some accounts where you can look at and be like, wow, you know, like this guy doesn't give up. Wow. He really, you know what? He's really discussing like what's going on in his life that, you know, he didn't have a great day, even though he looks great, but wow it sucks what he went through that's terrible you know but he's still doing it you know like yeah there there are those accounts but there there's so many more of the other accounts where it's like look at me i'm glamorous i lost 300 pounds look Mm -hmm. here's what i can sell you versus 
yeah, you know, I had a really terrible day at work. You know, my boss was shitting on me so much. I wanted to go home and just have Chinese food or have Taco Bell. You know, I ate it, but I'm going to try again, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I'm still going to do good. Like, you don't, you see them, but they're not, it's, they're so far in between. And yeah. it's like, I, I will say, I will say two counts that I think do it, do a good amount of showing the realness is uh, Frank is losing weight and Fat Chance trying. They both, they both mm-hmm. do tend to show the negatives um, when, yeah. or when they slip up. I try to do it when I can't, when, but then I, I also met in a point where I just, I, I don't post as much just cause I, it's, this was, it's become like such a time sink, like yeah. of being on, on it. And, um, and I, I like going on it, but I also just, I don't even want to half the time I'm not posting the normal transformation updates. Cause I'm just like, you know, it's, um, it just is like, it's like, it's, it's kind of like, it almost feels like repetitious, right? Like it's, a little bit, yeah, to yeah. the point where you're seeing the same thing all the time and nothing's ever changed. Mm-hmm. That's my biggest problem with the weight loss community. Yeah. Um, and that's why I've dropped off a little bit and everyone's like, oh, you know, and they still check up on me. The, the originals, they still check up on me. And I, I sometimes I still talk to you and I still feel bad because I know you'll like message me and then like <laughs> three days goes by and I don't, I don't check my working on Rampage, which I should probably tell you that if you ever did want to reach out to me, the best place would probably be my 80s page because then mm-hmm. I will definitely respond to it. Well, I, 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 I also, to I also have everybody. you on, I'm, we're also Facebook friends, so it's, I can also That's hit right. you up there. That too. Yes, yeah. you can. Um, because then I'll actually get it because my working Orion page, I, I should be more active. I should. And I do have people that sometimes like will message me, but Hey, how you doing? Hey, can I have that recipe? And I'm like, sure. Now I got to dig back to it because I haven't used them like a month, but yeah, yeah. sure. Um, yeah. But yeah. So. All right. Well, hey, um, I want to kind of transition a little bit here. And um, so I ask everybody that comes on the show to think of a topic, like of a hobby or an interest that you have outside of weight loss, fitness. Mm-hmm. And I, w- w- what's yours for today? Uh, I think if anybody does know about like me or if they follow my work in a because I do promote it there, it would be my, my 80s and 90s page. Um, I love it, man. I really, really do. It's something that I, for the one thing that I'm passionate about and for the one thing that like my ex-wife always like ragged on me on was, uh, for, I'm sorry, ragged on me for, um, was running my 80s page because it took a lot of time to start. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the fact that I took on a 90s page as well. And um, yeah, like it, it's just, I'm passionate about it. Um, and I think the reason why I'm passionate about it is because it goes back to my childhood, which was a very good time. My whole family was alive. I had no worries. The world was definitely a better place to be in. Um, we didn't have the cancel culture that we do today. Yeah. Um, so it's uh, it's just a better time. And I love grabbing certain things from my childhood and clips and posting it and then getting feedback from other people around the world <clears throat> that feel the same way that I do. Yeah. And to think that, and people label me this all the time, and I, and I sometimes don't think about it, but I guess I am, to become a social influencer. Um, I don't think about it that way because it's an 80s page and a 90s page, but technically you, you're influencing people to go back to the 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but I am, that I would say running those pages is my, is my hobby for sure. I'm a gamer too. I'm yeah. definitely a huge gamer. I love video games, but running my pages... It's something that I'll never stop. Even when I'm on vacation, like Ali will roll her eyes and I'm like, she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, making this really quick. Mimi Bay. And she's like, okay. Like, and she knows, but like, 
it's just something that I don't think I'll ever, ever stop. And I'm just going to continue to grow. So yeah, that's what I'm passionate about, man. That's my hobby. Awesome. Yeah. I, I, I love those pages. Cause uh, I mean, we're basically, we're about the same age, uh, yeah. like 366 days apart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, and you know, uh, and I, I think it's really cool too, is I remember last year, your birthday, when you like got like birthday, didn't you get like birthday wishes from like Hulk Hogan? Yeah, man. I got, uh, I got birthday wishes from Hulk. I got birthday wishes from Sylvester Stallone. Um, Corey Feldman, Will Wheaton, mm-hmm. um, Sean Astin. Yeah. Um, which is pretty much like the Goonies cast. Right. Um, uh, yeah, it was, um, it was just surreal. And, and the reason for that is because um, little people, you know, people don't know, I've spoken to Sylvester Stallone. Um, I've spoken to Hulk. I've spoken to all of them and they're genuinely nice people. And I continuously uh, shout them out. I put like their clips up and stuff and they know. And if you look at some of the clips, they, they, they'll like them. They can't like everything because they're not, you know, they're very, very busy people, obviously. Mm-hmm. But they do like them and they do follow me. So it's like, except for Hulk. Hulk, who is my, like my idol, does not follow me. But I, Sylvester Stallone follows me, which I, I think is great. Um, but the rest of them do. And like, you know, it's just, it was really, I think that was aside from Allie taking me, wait, I think I'm mixing the gifts up. I know. Was it the anniversary that she, wait, this is, no, it's my birthday. Allie took me to, uh, she took me to the karate kid to see the karate kid in the theater. Um, but yeah, I, aside from that, that was like one of the, like the best gifts I've gotten was to get like a shout out from all those guys to say, Hey, happy birthday. Like they actually, saw and remembered like mm-hmm. it was really really nice that was really really cool yeah, yeah that's awesome and i and like i'll see like some of your 80s stuff like because some of it's not stuff that i remember right mm-hmm. but but then i'll see some stuff and i'm like yeah and i'm like yeah i get that like it gets you in the feels of certain things right without a doubt pop culture. And that's the point. i mean i'm looking like great so i'm in my i'm next to my man cave really um and like i have a back to the future poster a raiders of lost ark poster mm-hmm and a Shawshank and Jurassic Park. So oh, it, 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 it's like an amalgamation of both decades, but, um, but yeah. And I have a star Wars too, but that's seventies. Um, that's what I'm, that's what I'm looking forward to most is moving to Florida because Allie's going to get her own office. I'm going to get my man cave. Yeah. Um, you know, my office slash man cave and like, it's going to be so decked out, mm-hmm. like so nostalgic and I can't wait to do it. And I can't wait to do it the way I wanted to, because yeah. I haven't been able to do that yet. And I'm like, up to here with wanting to decorate something to where I want it to be. So I'm looking, I'm so looking forward to that. Yeah. And of course, you know, now that I have this stuff now, I need a bigger man cave. Of course. Uh, that's how it's always going to go. All right. Well, that's cool. Cause I, like I said, uh, if, if you haven't checked them out, check out Ryan's eighties and nineties pages. What are your handles for those? So the first one's at 80 cinemas. The second one used to be 90 cinemas, but I changed it because I got a lot of requests um, from people that are like, hey, how come there's no stepbrothers? How come there's no, you know, like, you know, there's no like Jurassic World. There's no, and I'm like, Jurassic World's kind of new. Mm-hmm. So what I decided to do was take 90 cinemas and change it to 90s to the future. I hit okay. up with my cousin. I hit up my friend. I was like, hey, give me like a good handle name for to do 90s to like early 2000s. And they were like, I don't know. One of them was like, oh, baby boomer. And I'm like, what? Like, no. So then I literally flipped through channels and I saw Back to the Future. And I was like, 90s to the future. That works. That that really does work. And I like that. And I designed the logo really quick with the font yeah. and everything. And so now it's 90s to the future. 
So yeah, it's really I, simple. Yeah, I, I noticed that it changed and I, I wasn't sure the story of why it changed, but that's yeah, cool. So that's, that's why it changed because I was like, you know what? If I could, now I can cover everything because on my 80s page, I do a little bit of 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, I do mainly 80s and then I have 90s to the future. So now I could do 90s to the early 2000s. Preferably I stop at like 2010. Okay. So, because cool. there's some cool things that are like we're around like Step Brothers, Waiting, all those other good movies that were around, I can now cover as well. So it's 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 cool. Nice. All right. Well, as we're kind of wrapping up here, I, I have a segment that I call Brett's Corner, where I ask five questions, same five questions to everybody. Mm-hmm. Mostly. Maybe not maybe not to Gormy. He was early. Uh, but here we go. So question number one is what movie, TV show, or event are you most excited for in the coming year? I have three. Okay. One is here. Cobra, Cobra Kai. Kai. Yeah. I watched okay. season one. I haven't gotten any further. Oh, dude, you're missing out. Yeah, I, I, I got a catch up. Coming on, bro. And season four. Are you a Karate Kid fan? Yeah. Like I was. Like I was never that big into it. But I. I mean, I like the first movie. But after that, it was okay. Okay. Do you remember the second and third? Yeah. All right. I, I suggest if you watch season one, mm-hmm. I suggest you watch. Uh, See, I, I suggest you watch Karate Kid 2 and Karate Kid 3. Um, Karate Kid 3, I know, was a little bit rough, you know, to sit through because it's like, all right, like, but it, it's important that you do, um, you know, just to, if you don't want to watch it, I would say brush up on it. That's all. Okay. Try to like refresh your memory for, on for, it. For like, I'm guessing references and such. Yeah, because the series will, it, it, it dies back. So okay. you, you'll, you'll see what I mean by that. Right. Um, second thing would be Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Love Stranger Things, uh, and eighties, right? Yeah, back to the eighties, and there's a lot of eighties references in that show, and I love that show. Um, third would be The Many Saints of Newark, yeah. which is the prequel to The Sopranos. So yeah, I, I am. Uh, I've I'm excited I've been, for that. I've so I never watched The Sopranos before. Like in like I tried to watch it a couple years ago, and I we gotta end this call. Hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> A couple of months ago, like about two months ago, I started watching it, and I'm still watching it. Like I'm in season five right now. Oh, okay. So, so okay. I'm, I'm getting through it because I want to. I want to get there before I see the Many Saints of Newark in September. Okay. So yeah, so I'm I'm, I'm there. I got it, and 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 that's gonna be an HBO Max, so it's even better. Yes. Um, the Many Saints of Newark. I'm sorry, The Sopranos to me was, to this day, the best TV show ever created. I I mean I, I like a lot of other TV shows too, but and I love Cobra Kai, but Sopranos was just it hits home, man. It definitely yeah. hits home between my my uncles and my aunts and my mom, and mm-hmm. it just hits home completely. Especially when at the table and they're eating and Tony's eating and yeah. you know the grandfather, the, the uncle says something, Uncle Junior says something, and it's like they start like yelling at each other. <laughs> well, it takes me back to when I'm like nine years old. <laughs> oh man! But, but but is it better than Breaking Bad or The Wire? That's the question. So I didn't, I, I'm not, I like the wire. It's okay. Breaking bad. I lost interest in, I couldn't sit through it. Oh, really? And I know a lot okay. of people like, what? I'm like, it's just not for me. It, and when they say, Oh, Walter White. And you know, it's kind of hard between Walter White and Tony Soprano. What? Like I, I to me, it's just like, yeah, no. You're like, mm. well, you got to watch it to the end. You got to see how his character develops. I'm like, I lost interest. With Tony, within the first two to three like episodes, I was like zoned in. Yeah. Like, wow. So yeah, no. It, to me, it's not the same feeling, but that's just my opinion. I mean, everyone loves Walter White, and that's cool. I mean, it is what it is. But yeah, so those two things: Cobra Kai, Stranger Things, and the Many Saints. Cool. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, number two, what are two non-health related goals you have for the next year? Uh, I want to go to Epcot. Awesome. I've never been to Epcot. Uh, I'm not, I'm not a, as I'm getting older, I'm not a rides person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like Disney's kind of sort of like, not that it passed. I mean, I would like to get to walk through it. Rides are like, I get nauseous now, like playing virtual reality. So it's <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know how I'm going to, how well I'm going to handle a roller coaster. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I would just mm-hmm. rather not. Uh, if my cousin's been to Epcot a few times, he's like, dude, you don't, there's no, either, it's for adults. He's like, you'll love it there. And I'm like, okay. So I want to go to Epcot and I also want to explore more of Florida. Um, I love Florida. I really do. Even though everyone's like, you're going to be sweating your ass off down in July. I'm like, you know what? It's okay. I'll deal with it. I just like it down there so much. The only thing I'm not looking forward to is the, is the alligators, but uh, that's, that's just what Ali said too. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, cause honestly, I will literally shit myself if I see one. I'm not kidding. Yeah. Um, well. You'll see me. I will run for the first time in like 30 years <laughs> in the run opposite direction without a doubt. So yeah, no, but um, Epcot and exploring Florida because me and Ali have such a good time when it's just me and her. Mm-hmm. And like, we just enjoy each other's company and we just like to explore and do those things. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Number th- uh, three. If someone came to you saying they were lacking motivation to stay consistent, what three pieces of advice would you give them? I wrote this down, so I'm going to read it. So that way I, uh, so that way I don't lose track of what I, what I said. Um, three pieces of advice I would say is whatever you do to better yourself, stay consistent. Okay. Um, use social media to connect with the, with the community. To, um, if you do this, like I said, even though I said that there's a lot of people that sometimes just show the glitz and glamour of their weight loss. You need to find the accounts that show everything mm-hmm. that show what they're going through, because you will be, you will be able to be, to relate to all that, whether you're having a good day or a bad day, it doesn't matter. You need to, you need to find the people that show the ins and outs, the ups and the downs as to why they do what they do. The real ones, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, you know, stay motivated. And the third, uh, the last but not least would be, um, be true, be accountable, because if you're not accountable, especially with yourself, you're going to stay stuck yeah. and that's just the way it is. Oh, for sure. I like those. All right. Uh, question number four, what have you discovered about yourself during your journey that surprised you the most? that I need to know when to emotionally eat. Uh, like I said before, it would be overlooked. I would just have a bad day or something would happen and I would just immediately like go eat something just to eat something and not realizing that I'm filling a void. That's mm-hmm. exactly what I'm doing. So I would say that's been the biggest help for me during this journey completely, right. like between everything. Yeah, that's very, very good point. All right, question five is everybody's favorite. If in 150 years, science fails to save us and all that is left is a book about your life, what would the title be and what would the blurb tell us about Ryan? Hmm. Remember when I said earlier that Uh you were going to laugh with the whole Rocky thing, right? Mm -hmm. I think my book would be called Keep Punching. (laughs) Um, The blurb would be a man who continues to learn how winning is done. I I, I like the Rocky Balboa reference with 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 the blurb. All right, man. Hey, thanks for coming on today. 
Um, thank, where you, can people, thank you for having me. I know we mentioned your 80s and 90s pages, but where can people reach you other than those if they want to reach out to you on Instagram or on the internet at all? I'm on Twitter as well. Uh, I have to change the Twitter handle for the 90s one, um, but I'm on Twitter at 80 Cinemas. Um, my main platform is Instagram. That's where like my 80s pages are known for um, and my 90s as well. Um, but I'm on Facebook. You know, my name Ryan Adilis is there. If anybody wants to ever reach out, I'm there. Um, I have an 80 Cinemas page on Facebook as well. Um, I'm all over the place, man. Uh, yeah, they, I mean, so you got working on Ryan, right? Working underscore on underscore Ryan. Then you have 80 cinemas, 90s to the future on Instagram. You have the same handles on, on Twitter actually. And yeah, then you have my actual Facebook and then the stuff on Facebook pages as well. Awesome. So plenty of social media to find you on. Yes. All right. So I want to thank everybody for listening all the way to the end. You made it. Congratulations. Uh, Make make sure you check out the show notes for links to all of, I'll have all Ryan's pages uh, linked there. Uh, Be sure to check out my website, becomingbrett.com. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at becomingbrett and the show at becomingmorepod on Instagram. Until next time, hey, give us a five-star review if you like this show. And if you didn't, give us a review and tell us why. Uh, I, I always take constructive criticism seriously and come back next week to learn how we can all become more.